Welcome along to episode 37, the third season of LOI Weekly, and this is a PFAI award special where we name and announce the uh, teams for the Premier Division and First Division with Steve McGuinness in studio alongside one of the players. Uh, can we name him, Dan? One of the players? No, we're going to yeah. have to name him in a minute. It's not yeah. to, <laughs> to be fair, it's the only... Mystery b- voice. Mystery voice. Yeah. Give us a mystery voice there. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't uh, Danny Mandrill but, uh, Danny Mandrill will be on later in the show which is a bit of a nod to uh, one of the selections in the team of the year but to be fair I was asked uh, the team of the year yesterday and the one player that you were like well that's there's no doubt about that is Sean Gannon how are you Too Sean Gannon you. what's the crack not much. Uh, we're on podcast, public Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, at LOI Weekly on Twitter. And we will have our competition uh, as well, where we will be giving away two box tickets to the FAI Cup final. Uh, Steve McGuinness and Daniel McDonald, how are we keeping? Good. Yep, good. Good. Always good to be here. Con- let's, have, let's have the big reveal, John. Let's Controversial team. Is it? Um, In some aspects. Yeah. We, we put it out there, actually. We put out a thing earlier to see if many people can guess it. I think, actually, we are going to give our prize to someone who came closest, but I don't think anyone has named the 11. I'm just sort of running through it here. Nobody's named the 11. Um, well, hang on. We might have... No, we have someone who's come very close. I think we have a couple of people who might have got 10. So I'm going I'm to read through them here as Stephen calls out. The team. Will we start with the the Premier Division team of the year because you've already named the first division yeah, team of the year yeah. on, and the, the first division we did, we did, shortlist yeah. on your social. Yes, so people will be aware of that. I think you listen to this, yeah. but the people Premier should also be aware. Danny Mandrew is here. He's in the background, so we'll kind of be censoring Anton. Like you he's, know, he's looking over. He's looking over. <laughs> your he's looking shoulder. over mischievously there. <laughs> I, I suppose just to clear it up from the very start, that this is voted for by the players. There was a number of uh, people questioning uh, the first division team of the year, saying how did the FAI pick this or how did anybody pick this? Can't this blame the FAI for everything. unfortunately not for this. Um, we travelled to every dressing room in the country uh, to do this so this wasn't sent out to, to guys this was every dressing room we went into 20 votes went to every club uh, to ensure that this is the most accurate it could be so maybe in the past you might have given out 20 and 10 would come back that means that club have 10 less votes mm. that can go against them so in this case we went to every dressing room uh, including the two lads who are here in their dressing room as well so from the start uh, the goalkeeper uh, Alan Manis, uh, Shamrock Rovers the defenders, Sean Gannon, Dundalk, Sean Hoare, Dundalk, Lee Grace, Shamrock Rovers, Sean Cavanagh, Shamrock Rovers. Midfielders, Jack Bourne, Shamrock Rovers, Chris Shields, Dundalk, Daniel Mandrew, Bohemian FC. And in the forwards, Michael Duffy, Dundalk, Pat Hoban, Dundalk and David Parkhouse from Derry City. So we have five Dundalk players, four Shamrock Rovers players, one each from Derry and one, one from, one from Bowes. So that's the, the, boy, the representation. Sean Gannon, we should say, sixth year in a row in the team, which isn't bad. Let's start with the goalkeeper. Um, I think this. Well, will no, no, just 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 move on. We we, we let's do the, the the other nominees before we move on to a general right, chat. Yeah. We have two other shortlists as we, well. We do. We have a young player of the year. Um, so this is players twenty three or under. Uh, Jack Bourne, Shamrock Rovers. Uh, Daniel Mandrew, Bohemian FC, and David Parkhouse uh, from Derry City. And then finally for player of the year. Um, Jack Bourne, Shamrock Rovers, Michael Duffy, Dundalk, and the man beside me, Sean Gannon from Dundalk. Is that the most talented young player of the year trio that we've ever had? Yeah, it is. It, it, it is, and as I said, there's no huge pressure these fellas, but uh, they, they tend to uh, within a year leave our shores. Unfortunately, our young player of the year, mm. nine of the last eleven have, have left. Have left. Um, so the winner tends to not hang around for too long, Johnny. Unfortunately, what was that Simpsons episode where it's um, they're going to the moon and your man is like second comes right after first? So yeah. it's like whoever comes second is like well I came second to either Mandrew or Byrne or Parco. So it's like it's not too bad. Like, yeah, yeah. fairness. Um, Sean, is this your I mean, your sixth time on the on the team, but your first time, if I'm not mistaken, up for the main award? That must be nice to be actually because it's hard for defenders necessarily to to to, to vie for these honors. I think. Yeah, definitely. I think. You look at the, the quality of players around the league, and you know it's really high standard. And to know that it's voted for by you know the fellow players, you know it's it's a huge it's a huge thing for me. And um, you know the other two lads who are nominated have had you know outstanding seasons, and um, just to be to be nominated by your fellow players is is amazing. Has this? I mean, <coughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a hard one for you to answer. Maybe it's one for other people to answer. But have you felt this has been your best season? Like, have you felt this year? Yeah, things are things are going good. I'm I'm sort of playing at a level. Um, to be honest, I just think you know I think as I've I've gotten older, um, just trying to take a bit more of a responsibility and um, 
I'm probably a senior player now in the changing room, and you know, just trying to trying to push myself every year and try and improve on on the previous year. And um, you know, thankfully, I've been able to stay injury free, which is which is a huge plus. And um, just to be available to play every week is you know is is an achievement in itself. That's um, been just that that's been something really noticeable as well. You're a lot louder in games. Have you noticed that, Stephen? He's a lot like just stick late yeah, when teammates are I, letting down. Yeah, I, I do find that he's fairly. Um, he very low key, Sean. Mm. Uh, he done some. He done it. Uh, we did a homeless World Cup. Sean came out to present the footwear to the team before he went away. And I said to him, I said, I think this is the best you've played. I said, I think you've a real chance now of being in team of the year, our player of the year. And he said, Nah, you're joking me. Mm. And he probably plays himself down too much. He has been consistently the best right back. I know the speculation of, of managers from England coming to watch him in the cup final. It surprises me why they have to come watch him in the cup final. He's doing it every week. He's Absolutely. In Europe, he seems that with Sean, at every time he gets to a level. Whether that's in Europe, he's able to reach it and go beyond it. And I think there's a lot more in him. I think he's he's uh, he's done great at Dundalk. He's, I can't been, remember uh, one bad game he's played. No, genuinely. no. And uh, look, right backs <laughs> in Cup final coming up next <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right backs in our awards have actually done quite well. Like we've had Owen Hearty and Brian Shelley win uh, win the award for, from from right backs. So it is, so it is it is possible. But he's been fantastic. And he, aside from that, he's a he's a great guy. Anything that from a union perspective uh, we ever ask him to do, he he's always there. And he's he's great. As I said, he looks a now to me in the dressing room so when you go up to the club he's probably the senior figure when I used to go up to the club he'd be the, mm. the young lads but now he's a, he's a, he's a senior figure I met uh, Rory Higgins at the Derry Pats game last night and he made an outrageous comment that he's the fastest player in the league discuss yeah, um, when we ask about speed and all the rest, it's unusual he comes up in it quite regularly mm. when you talk about, about pace. And uh, he, some of the lads who I think would be quicker than, for Daniel Kelly, for example. That's the first one I would have smoked him out for me as a candidate. Kelly and Parks. Of which Kelly reckons that Sean's faster than him. Dan Kelly does. Interesting, yeah. Um, uh, no, I'm a few quid, so. Yeah, but, but even... even Because <laughs> he owes him a few quid from the, 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 yeah. car, the carpool or something, yeah. I don't know. I think when you see the maturity, and, and we, we we had a, a photo shoot last week uh, for, for the award, the photos obviously uh, go out today, and Sean, Michael and, uh, and Jack were there, and what was interesting from Sean's point of view was the f- Sean was asking the question to Jack of how far the level do you think it is for the senior international team from where we are? him and Michael were asked the question because I, I think they believe and, and rightfully so too that they can play at that level mm. and they were asking Jack what was the train like how, how much higher is it than our league which is a, a question to ask when you do feel that maybe I should be at that level or I can get to that level one, one thing that shouldn't be forgotten what was, the, what was, what was the answer? I'll tell you yeah, the answer that Jack said is, is the highest level that you've competed at in Europe it's at that level mm. that's the level that you're talking about and that was, his, that was the answer to it and he, he felt that he felt uh, Jack had felt Carabag are a lot better than Georgia. Like yeah, that, that would mean? be that would be the argument coming the other way. Mm. Now, what Jack said, the intensity of the games here are only really Bowes Rovers is the intensity of an international game. That's what Jack had felt on, on Bowes Rovers. It shouldn't be forgotten that goal in Tala. It was probably whatever chance Rovers had to win the league. A lot of people would say it evaporated that night, and that must have been very pleasing as well. Bit of a nutmeg, wasn't it? Yeah, it was two. two nutmegs. Well, definitely you nutmeg Grace anyway, didn't you? No, no. Who was on the line? Uh, it was Joey O'Brien. All right. But, um, yeah, we actually didn't play that well that night, to be honest. Um, I don't think we probably all admit that. Um, but we we got we came away with the win. It was probably a big night for us. We, it was our mm. first game back after the mid-season break. And it's tough going to tell it, you know, at any stage in the season. But we knew it was going to be, you know, a packed house and their sport was going to be right behind them. And, you know, they started really well. I think Jack hit the crossbar from... Mm. That's right. Yeah, we probably wrote a look a little bit. They were good times. that night, Rovers. Yeah. They actually yeah, were. Yeah. They, they didn't well deserve to lose, but such as light. Yeah. Who's your favourite right back in world football? Be Danny Alves. Danny Alves, interesting shout. Mm. Um, just on the vote, Stephen. Just because people like, as you know, like you have a thing like the first division yesterday, mm. and people will have their opinion. So people always hear this. Just to clarify a couple of things, which should be obvious, but maybe not. Players can't vote for someone on their own team. Correct. That's that's one thing. Yeah. Um, there is a history sometimes over the years of tactical voting <laughs> where an entire like team, an entire team might decide that I don't like yeah. X player, and I don't know. Is there, is there any any evidence of that this no, year? That type no, of thing. No, I have all, to say it's all it, very solid. It is. Yeah. The boy Andrews in the. Team, so. <laughs> yeah, I suppose from from our perspective, the vote is done by us going to every dress room. So maybe if there was lads on coaches traveling the games and they could chat and whatever, that isn't the case. We were in every dress room. So, so you're uh, saying it's a more stringent process of vote taking uh, than the doll? Yeah, I, yes, much. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody could press buttons for anybody else in this one. But uh, it, as I said, from our point of view, it's the most important night of our year. Um, I think the team needs to reflect what the players feel, and that's why we spend so much time on it and and get it get it. We want to get it as right as we possibly can. Um, um, so that's a reflection of what the players feel. Well, was it? I mean, 
uh, I'm, I'm going to come to you on this because it's not really fair for Sean to have a debate about players that are in the team and, and not in the team. But just looking at the the uh, few debatable ones. Well, the reader, the readers sort of poll that we put out there. We mm. said, you know, like a lot of people in goals have gone for Talbot or Rogers. I think Alan Manis getting it is going to be a surprise to some people. Was that was that something that was close? I said it was a strong enough category. Them three were, were the three that battled it out. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubts about that. Them three did battle it out. That's um, a bit harsh on Brendan Clark. Yeah, no, Brendan had a good had a, had a good season. Unfortunately, uh, I, I texted him today and I was like, I definitely have given it to Talbot, but yeah. he's like, no, definitely Manus. Yeah, so uh, fair. fair and and I have to say that's what the players said as well. Mm. I, I think it was between them three. I obviously seen a lot of balls games yesterday. Talbot was excellent, obviously in the international squad. Um, Gary has is just in the verge of be- beating the goal scorer, the clean sheet record, and yet still can't get in the, the team. And he's a chairman, so if ever it wasn't getting fixed here, <laughs> that we're not putting the chairman in, and nor have we. Um, like the thing about Manus is Manus. Does has very little to do in nearly every game. Like he's, he, but the the counterpoint is that he organises his defence unbelievably well. But like, if you think of Talbot, off the top of my head, I can think of two unbelievable saves he made, one against UCD and one of them last Friday. Um, and he's had a lot more to do, with all due respect to Bose. Um, so I think he can be considered. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he can. He, he, like he, I think he's one of the unluckier ones. A few other names. That I'm just looking at the ones that are coming up here. Uh, I think Daniel Cleary as well. I think obviously the Dundalk rotation of the centre halves probably meant that. That, that was, was a, that was the tightest. That, I say that was tight. Was it? It was the tightest. The, the yeah. centre backs was the tightest um, of in any of the positions. That was the very that was the tightest. That went right down to Sligo Rovers was the last club we went to, and that was the tightest. This is the, the most controversial call of the whole team that Daniel Cleary didn't get in. Yeah, and it, and I'm saying to you that was the tightest. Mm. Mm, no that's question. A, that's an interesting one. There's a few shouts here. I see for Junior for Aaron Green, but I think you know the front three is. You know that's a that's a that's a solid front three. You know, I suppose was was that was that sort of tied in any respects over they no no to be honest yeah. they, they were clear cut. I think I I I'd spoken to Pat and Pat was Pat Hoban was surprised a little bit maybe um, that he was in it because he hadn't scored as many goals. But I think he, he it's not just about what he's done this year. It's about what he's been doing over the last number of years. Yeah, um, Aaron Green definitely had a shout. I think because his goals record actually isn't isn't that bad by the end and his general play. Is as good mm. as you get. But there, there could be three rings end players in this team because, like Dan Kelly, to me had a shout the way he's finished the season. He Left did, back yeah. though, I'm delighted Sean Cavanagh got it because I think he's top class. Like if he another yard of pace, he could be playing the Premier League. I think genuinely. Mm. So he was there any was there any debate there? No, Daryl Lee would be would be one. Daryl had a couple mm. of injuries this year, mm. unfortunately, which which pushed him back. Um, so Kieran Call, I mean Kieran Call is in a few of these teams here from a fan perspective. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think Dane, Dane Massey. It's not like Massey did a lot wrong, but no, Dane is all, for for some reason we talk about. It, <laughs> I go to Dundalk all the time. Dane is one of Jenny. I just can't get into it, and mm. it, it's it, it's just down to to sometimes it's it's as well. It's not. It's people's perception of, of how you've done. It's sometimes not always how you do against them, it's how it's perceived that you have done. And and sometimes awards like this as well, when it's voted by players, it's not just the way you play, it's maybe the way that you carry yourself throughout the year. I think I think that has an mm. element to, to the vote. There's a reason why Roy Keane only won the PFA award once, like mm. in England. Because a lot of people are idiots. Yeah, because a lot of people look at it and, and think maybe they said something in the newspaper or they'd done some, some uh, interview and it didn't come across great. And sometimes that does affect people's mm. decision. Yeah, I mean, Sean, if you're voting, are you thinking about who played well against me, or are you thinking just you know from what you've seen of other games and, and on you know on telly and highlights and stuff like that, or does your own personal in-game experience tend to influence your vote? It's a bit of both, really. You know, I think it's, I think each player knows who's had who's had a good season, and you know, obviously from playing against players, you say like you played really well against me, or um, but I think there's definitely a bit of both, as in you know if some obviously. If someone's scoring a hat trick against another team, mm. and you see they've scored a hat trick, and then they play well against you, and you're thinking, well, you know, we also done this against this team, and um, I think there's definitely an element to both. We should uh, remember Chris Shields, who of course was here 12 months <laughs> ago for some of the show, and then just uh, did a legger because his missus was in yeah. labour, which I thought was a little bit. Hopefully, no one, no, no one, nobody leaves today for any, any such reason. Yeah, we should mention though the job he has to do in this team. I mean. The two lads ahead of him are Jack Byrne <laughs> and Danny Mandrew, right? And then there are three strikers. <laughs> so if Chris Shields, Chris Shields got job. an injury. If Chris Shields got an injury during the game, it'd be an interesting, like, I don't know who'd come in off the bench. To the boy Mandrew being the holding role. <laughs> putting in tackles all over no, the shop. It is a talented enough team, to be fair. Um, is, uh, was was Chris Shields a, a straightforward one in the yeah, role? Yeah, I, I think he has been for an, a good number of years as well. Mm. I, I, I think anybody, I know he would know him from when he was younger. He is the most improved player um, in my time watching the league um, mm. and that's not to say that he was a poor player when he went, but the, the jump uh, 
from him to the player he is today is just it's quite incredible to be mm. honest. Um, Bulger maybe a shout, Greg Bulger. Yeah, but probably in and out of the team as well. In and out of the team at Rovers, yeah. I think you know. I think it's there weren't that many other candidates when you think about it. Well, Shields. I mean, the one thing about Shields, I know Dundalk have lost the last couple of games, but his record. But he was missing in the two games that they lost when the title race was on, the Sligo game and the St. Pat's game back-to-back, you know. and That's telling. That probably tells you a lot about, I mean, Sean, you know as as, as teammates what, what Chris brings oh, to the mix. He's absolutely vital to us. You know, the it's just the way he can get around the pitch, like, as well. You know, he turns up everywhere and just wins the ball back for us. And even, you know, as a fullback playing the same team with him, I know it can, it can kind of go higher because I know he's always going to be there behind me mm. and he's always going to be filling in. And I think... A lot of lads around the league probably can see what he does for us and appreciates what what he does for us. And um, I think he's definitely deserved to be in the team. He's, How he's much a of player? Yeah, and, and just on, and just on him for exa- for example, we put a montage together of each player, um, which will be released today. Of a bit of footage of each player from the season, mm. and we had been in here. Uh, Ollie was in last week, and we couldn't get anything on Chris so we actually rang him and said Chris is there anything that you've done this year that we'd like to highlight he said there was a ball that I played in the Presidents Cup a half volley out wide on the left Presidents Cup yeah he said if you can get that ah, here. so when we went through That's it a friendly all, game and I, I, I had said it to Sean the other day I said do you remember Shieldsy doing that in, like out of the ordinary and it's, it is quite amazing mm. he scored a winner it's got a winning penalty to win up in Derry and after that there's not but his, his contribution in how he breaks the play up how he makes them function is this, but, <laughs> but actually doing something out of the ordinary like a shot from 30 yards that he scores or anything. You should have got him shoving the other nominees off the <laughs> yeah, ball at yeah, some point. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's you know what it, I mean? That's like, like you can have them a nice clip of yeah. Andrew or Jack Byrne, but then <laughs> Shields just comes in and sort of like <laughs> and, dispossesses them. And or my, point, my point on that is, is, is that Sean was saying earlier, sometimes you remember a guy who scored a hat trick or scored a quality goal from 30 yards or whatever. Chris is in this team on the basis that he is just a top-class professional player and does a top-class job without being flashed. That, yeah, the President's Cup clip would be like, North Korea played South Korea lately. <laughs> Nobody was allowed to go to the game. South Korea were like, can we get, at least get a video of the game? They gave them a video and it was so crap they couldn't actually watch it. Like, the footage was so bad. So I was like, Chris, sorry, we just don't have Anthony on you. But you're a great lad and you're behind the team anyway. Yeah. Uh, the boy Jack Byrne. Mm, he was yeah. uh, he was a bit of a controversial choice there. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's been he's been really good. Um, I thought you can't get away from the fact he's he's been he's been excellent this year. He's been really really good. And and I, I don't think it's just again how he plays as well. I think it's it's how he interviews outside of the, how he talks about the game. He's passionate about the league. Like he cares about. It. He's on our management committee. Like the first meeting he came, he sat front and centre. Unbelievable he's, he's ambassador. A, he's a, a hugely impressive individual. Somebody who there might have been a perception I didn't have it, but other people might have. I'm like, ah, flash, he's going to come back and he thinks he's better than everybody else. This is about humble a guy as you're going to meet. And, uh, Unbelievable. And, and when we were there the other day, we yeah, said, yeah. Sean, I have to say, he was a, a joy to be with. Um, he, he has a real passion for the league, wants it to be successful. And uh, and that's somebody who's, who's involved in the senior international team. So uh, I don't I don't want to have a pop at the FAI game. Where are the billboards of Danny Mandrew and Jack Byrne and McElhinney and, and you know, Duffy uh, for this cup final? Because these are players like... Stephen O'Donnell, we'll hear him talk with Chris Forrester that you actually do pay to watch. Yeah. And where the, I mean, where's yeah. the ad like? I, I think the marketing stuff is something that's only kicking in really now. Um, in 2019. Yeah, there's a huge, there's a huge amount going on. I'm obviously in the building, so I see what's going on at the moment. Does it look to council? You're allowed to talk to people in the building now. Yeah, yeah. well, I've actually invited to play five aside today. Unfortunately, I missed it. But uh, wow. but uh, I can see internally in there they are stretched to the nines with everything that's going on. Um, I'm not giving them a free pass. No, the that's fair final, Don't get me wrong, but um, I do think that with all the discussions that are going on about the league and the future of it, I think marketing of it and the and the push of it and and it being the number one priority of the organ of the federation, I think it's something that we will see. Dan, you had that tweet like early in the season. He he plays uh, on the loose line most Friday nights. Mm. It's like we're not. I don't think we promote our talented players enough, really. Yeah, yeah I'll agree with you. Yeah, and I, I know we've, Cano. Yeah, we've. And hopefully the cup final. Like I mean, we got nine players of the eleven in the in the on the team yeah. you know, involved in the cup yeah. final and mm. names that I think people will recognise them outside our outside our world as well. You know, and like like I Danny Mandrew, but, yeah, like Danny Mandrew, you're, you're yeah. just mad. He's right behind you yeah. now. You're just you're just you keep sort of mentioning him in every second. Well, he's answer. the next player we have to mention. But but I think the the general point is that like this cup final in particular, there's a great opportunity. Yeah, no, this better not be boring like, now. This but, game better not be boring. Like, Don't like, screw it up. In fairness, I know like the Dog fans have this thing about Jack Byrne that he hasn't done it against them. I think actually that adds to the build up to the game in a way. I think that that really 
I, I think that makes it more interesting to a degree. But I, I also think, you know, that, that there's no doubt that Jack's involvement in the international scene has been good for the league as well, mm. too. Because, you know, in a way, the fact that he has been very good in the league, but also hasn't, like, he's not on the league winning team either. You know, that there's there's good quality players around him and competing against him. And in the actual, in the big games against Dundalk and Bowes, he hasn't been lording it. No. You know, and that's actually a... In a weird way, that's a compliment to, to, ev- to everyone else. So, I don't know, Gannon, how does the build-up to this cup final feel? I know you've had a couple of league defeats and, and you'll say you have to get the Pats game out of the way first because you don't want to be on a downer. But just generally, like you've been through this cup final buzz before. Like, it, Is it still special, like the first time, you know, every time? Uh, yeah, definitely. I don't think you can ever take getting to the playing the Aviva, you know, for granted. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing occasion. And down the road from day. where you're from? Yeah, down the road from where I'm from. And obviously, as you mentioned there, it'll be probably, you know, there's two rings and lads in our squad and one in Rovers so you know it's been a, a few local lads involved and it's it's a great occasion and I think Rovers will bring huge support and, and Dundalk will bring you know huge support as well so it's it's I mean everything is there to market it like it's it could be you know it could be a huge final you know you'd be probably disappointed if it wasn't up there with you know the highest attendance and things like that because it's once again it's the team that's finished first and second again the final I don't think you can really ask for much more um, in, like, in, yeah. in 2010 when, when Rovers played Rovers in the, the first final you were probably at Rovers at the time were you albeit not in the yeah I just signed did you go to it can you remember yeah I was there yeah mm. you know I was there it was 36,000 um, yeah yeah no that was it was brilliant I was it was um, I was at the game I just signed for Shamrock Rovers for the for the U team and um, you know the fact that we've I've been lucky enough to be able to go on and play in some of them. You know, playing that stadium is, you know, it's a brilliant occasion. It's a big chance for Rovers to maybe get some laps fans back as well. I think because they're, they're if of all clubs, Rovers have a lot of. I used to go to Middletown or whatever. Like they've an awful lot of laps fans. Mm. Yeah, well, they're they're you know a big club. Mm. They've got they've got a big. They're the biggest club in the league. <laughs> Johnny, come on! I, uh, you Cork City is Rovers it? after your prediction early on the season. Anyway. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> How long are we in the show now? Just to throw that out there. Uh, uh, I know they are. They're, they're I was <laughs> waiting for everyone's <laughs> waiting for Johnny's yeah. cup final. I had a rope on my arm here. Just have to wave the right time. We'll be roaring at you, such in the Vivas. If it's like the league, you'll have called it five minutes into the game. You know, five yeah. minutes in. Game Gano, over. Gano's having a shocker. <laughs> um, you've already jinxed me anyway earlier on. Yeah, but you'd be hoping. You'd be really hoping for a big crowd, though. Oh, it's, but it's not just about us or Rovers, it's for the league, like it's a generate mm. interest in the league. You know, the amount of people that you know say to me on a weekly basis, Oh, how did you do last week? You know, if it was games on TV I would have watched, like you mm. know, it's there's I think there is like a, a lot of kind of underground interest in the league and I think if if anything that can can improve it is is us and Rovers in the final. I think it could be could be definitely used in you know, as a positive. Yeah, it drives me mad a bit that that and I've actually spoken to people at the FBI about this who who have actually spoken about the idea of cup final tickets being sold months out. Like, they did that with the FA Cup final in England, that the tickets actually are, you know, it doesn't matter who's in the final. Obviously, it, it you know, it, it helps. Well, I go it, anyway. It helps with the Dolphin Rovers. But that actually, the planning for it starts at some distance out, and that's in terms of going around the country to whoever it might be, that people just have it in their diaries that they go to this game. Mm. Now, it's a bonus that it's the Dolphin Rovers, and I think... I mean, you have to look at all these variables that come into it. Uh, the Premier League that day isn't a massive league. It's Everton Spurs, so it's not like it's Liverpool or Man U or mm. Arsenal, you know, playing. You know, you're hoping that the weather is okay. And then you're hoping, obviously, that the build-up and the publicity to it is such, you know, they've, the FBI this year have, like, cut the media. There used to be a media day in each club where you get an opportunity to go to each club and you know, have six or you know six or seven lads there and proper sit down chats and interviews. They've cut it back this year to a day in the Aviva, two players each, and the managers doing it together in the space of an hour. So you know, and now people can go and do their own thing, and they show them they will. You can't just rely on stuff being spoon fed. But that's not ideal either, you know, in terms of the the actual the build up to the thing. But I do think like next week, um, there's a lot of factors that should lead to it becoming a big deal and okay the weather is something on the day that you know that can always screw you but if that's okay there's no reason why you shouldn't be aiming for something around 30 to 35 40 for this game like you have to if you can't aspire to that and if you like the city of whatever like you know one and a half million people like the clubs themselves will probably get you to 20 25 you know rovers have the potential to be fair like Mm. like like i always make the point and it's not really a fair comparison but like the ladies football final has been massive in recent years but if you actually look uh since dublin have got into the final 
that the, the, there's, there's been little and there's been a promotional drive but actually since Dublin have gone into that final the stats have, have massively taken an upturn as well and that's because I mean Rovers have the facility but they're all department they've partnerships with all sorts of clubs anyway that they have the opportunity just to get all them along and that's what they should be doing mm. so dog does like in, at another time there would be a danger of fatigue apart from the fact that they're going for the treble which is like a massively historic thing and it's Rovers again if it been Dundalk Cork again you know, so ah, yeah. all, all the factors are there for it to be a great final and, and a the, great day. the women's cup final as well. Um, but, but I actually have an issue with uh, the women's final. I feel a bit sorry for the women playing at twelve o'clock. To be honest, yeah. I understand why they want to play in in the Aviva Stadium and why the FEI feel that they want them to play. Um, but I've I've had I've had discussions with people involved. Uh, I think Ruth Fahey has been on. I think we were on off the ball one Saturday. I think she would have been of the view that maybe <coughs> that should be a final on another day, even if it's in a Talca or a Tala or somewhere, yeah. because at a, a cup final at twelve o'clock. It's like the junior game before the minor game. I find that the, I actually don't. Th- I think that's actually a negative. But yeah. uh, you know, anyway, that's. But the players. For when you speak to, I spoke to Anya Garman last night about it, and Anya felt that playing the final in Tala Stadium full for the women's would be far better. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with that. But there, there's also other players who may never get an opportunity to play in the Aviva Stadium yeah. because our senior international women's team don't play there. Um, I, I'd find it very hard to go to two football games back-to-back at any level, being yeah. honest, because they're at 90 minutes. It's mm. a long, you know, yeah. so... You can imagine the players, the women's coming out to an empty... It is yeah. nearly empty. And if they marked it properly, Tala could be full, like... Yeah, you know, that's what so, they should do. Um, okay, yeah. I want to have a quick debate. Goal of the season. This brings us nicely on to our next... Yeah, well... To me, uh, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, uh, we've spent a huge amount of time in here uh, in the last week cutting and clipping for our awards and I'm picking Chris out, Shields picking out, <laughs> picking out the Chris pick, Shields goal yeah, of the season yeah. award has <laughs> been cancelled Chris Shields got his goal in Cork last year he did he scruffed, scruffed it into yeah, the net yeah, yeah. but we, we, we had looked through a huge array of, uh, of goals and, uh, and, uh, and we, we had looked at uh, a number of them and there is only one I think for, uh, there was a brilliant goal by Gerald Morrissey earlier in the year against Finn Harris oh yeah which, that, which was, that was technique was, technique was left and right yeah Jack Bourne has scored an unbelievable goal scored unbelievable goals against Waterford Dirty. Michael Duffy got a goal, incredible goal against Shamrock Rovers. Second goal yeah. of the season, maybe second to the, the winner. Yeah. And, Duffy's and, goal. And we were talking about it earlier, you said about Danny in the car on the way in, and, and there is no goal of the season that I'm aware of. Uh, I think Soccer Republic used to do it, or there used to be somebody yeah. doing it. We don't have one ourselves. But Danny Mandrew's goal against Shamrock Rovers is outrageous. On his weaker side, to strike a ball like that, uh, to win a game. And the, the piece that I liked about it, which was slowed down for me, was that when the ball comes across his body, if you the, the camera angle from behind, there's three Shamrock Rovers fans with their hands on their heads before he even touches the ball because they sense he's capable of doing something. It's and the happened be- again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the beauty of, of Danny is, is that he's capable of doing that. And there's not many players at the really highest level that can do that. And he has the technique. Now, he'll argue, I'm sure, in a minute that it set up nice for him. But uh, his technique... It set up nice. Yes. <laughs> his technique on his weaker side to hit a ball like that in a game of that so it tells you... I, I, love, I love everything about this goal. Um, the, I know, I, that Morrissey goal was very good. Yeah. I have to say, if, if it was in a different backdrop, you know, yeah. and in a packed yeah. sort of, if that yeah. was at the shed end and Turner's cross, or old Finn Park, you know, that the, was a, from from the fact that the game was at a at a knife edge, mm-hmm. um, controlled it with one foot, to do that with his bad foot, but mainly the goal celebration where he's just like, nah, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't bad. But my my favorite part about that goal yeah. is I actually was at that game, but I wasn't working. I was just over with a couple of mates actually and I was just and, and the, the view from the Jody of it was actually better than the TV view I would say yeah. in, a, in a weird way just the angle but I was sat next to the Bows like injured players and so it's Bows this season there's around 12 of them you know they've had like, a lot of injuries I think Pender was there I don't think he was playing in that game and he was just standing up and he had this look on his face going what has just happened you know and it was just great to see another play, other players with that look you know it's one thing fans would be like oh wow that's amazing but other players were sort of marvelling and yeah, that that was that was pretty good. Should be mentioned actually. Uh, the 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 aforementioned Andrew, his goal against UCD earlier in the season was utterly outrageous. Do you remember when he? We'll talk about him. We'll talk to him when he's here, John. He's, yeah, he's, he's he doesn't have much to say off the pitch though. So I'm, I don't know. Will we will we have him in too long? <laughs> no. But um, but from a goal point of view, ah, was it? But I have marking to say, in the league, a yeah, goal like that. that. Michael Duffy's goal as well was unbelievable against Shamrock Rovers when the ball it was nearly behind him when he struck it, and we were, we were talking about him the other day because he had a, his boot is busted. Yeah, <laughs> again. He, Dan's like backdrop wasn't ideal with it going in behind to an empty no, or park, the, but, yeah. but, no, but, but it's um, the quality of the strike I think uh, it doesn't matter what the backdrop yeah, is yeah and, and a title okay not title deciding game the league was won but you know it was a 
it was at a very key point in a Dundalk Rovers game. So that all yeah. that adds something to it the, as well. The boy Gano, have you anything to say on the goal of the season? No, I'd agree with I'd probably agree with Danny's one. Yeah, I think if, if I tried that I'd be in for a hip replacement. Is that your only goal this season in Tal actually? Was it was that your have you got, I got did you get another one? The, to, EA Sports Cup final. Oh, in, oh in yeah, Derry. oh yeah. Okay, that was actually a pretty important one to be fair as well. Yeah, yeah. He's a loads of assists. We we spent a good bit of time on his assists. Well, as this well, is the so. thing. Like a right back is nearly as much an attacking player as it, a defender. Like if you look at Trent, Trent yeah. Alexander Arnold, Ryan Manning's stats are off the charts this season from left back. And yeah. obviously, Trent Alexander Arnold is he's not really a right back at all. He's just like an amazing footballer who plays right back. Yeah. Um, and then you've Sean Gannon, who's yeah. Pretty good. We should, pretty we, should good. we just we're going to do a bit of a swap over here, but we should run through probably just the results from last week as well. Well, if we good. mention the the two strikers because it leads into the game, um, yeah, sure. Actually, go ahead. Sure, it, we, you can go through the results, but it's obviously Hoban and Parkhouse the other two. Well, I think the story last week is not so much it was Bowes qualifying for Europe. I mean, that was the story. We'll talk about that with Danny shortly. Um, and we have the situation where Cork beat Dundalk with a big sort of confidence boosting win for for Cork. I don't know, Sean. Is it just? I don't know, after the Lord Mayor show a bit, the league is won and have things just naturally just dropped off a bit or how do you sort of explain the last, no, that's, the last couple that's of weeks? Not, that's not the mentality that we have or anything like that. Um, I think the game against Cork last week, we kind of, we had enough chances to win the game. You know, their keepers pulled off some great saves and um, the goal that we conceded, we're not happy about. We just got kind of caught a little bit, a little bit sleeping as a back four and um, we're not too happy about how we conceded it. But I think we, we still kind of, you know, dominated the game from then on, and um, we had we had enough chances to win probably on another day, but it just it just wasn't meant to be for us. So Pat's this Friday. I mean, you're we're, we're going to hear from Stephen O'Donnell in a minute because Johnny was up in, in Derry last night for the the win for Pat. I don't know. It's a bit strange. Like you were a teammate with with with, with Stevie for so long, and like you're two sort of integral members of that group, and now he's going to be on the opposition sideline at the at the weekend. I mean, were you surprised when the whole Pats thing happened, how that came about? No, I'm not surprised to see Stevie as a manager at all, um, whether it be for Pats or, or anyone really. I think anyone who was part of their changing room would have said, you know, they, they would have wanted to see Stevie go on and be a manager because he, he's that type of character and um, he's brilliant, you know, he's a brilliant football brain and he's, um, I've no doubt, you know, he's going to be a huge success at Pats and, um, it will be strange to see him, you know, in mm. the opposite dugout. Um, but he's, you know, I've had a lot of great years playing with Stevie. I know how good of a player he was, and um, I've no doubt that he's going to be, you know, as equally probably as successful as manager. Mm. I think he's taken the fact that Europe is likely out of their reach quite well, and that he's not like dwelling on it, because um, th- he could dwell on it because they didn't beat. Um, yeah, the nil all last Friday. Well, last sorry, yeah, but I mean, it was the nil all last Friday. The the UCD game. The Waterford game. The yeah. I know you speak to him about it because that's been the, the main story of the last week. You know, we've had the draw to Cavantili game, which is obviously going to a decider, and and mm. you know, the playoffs coming, and that will give us something. Um, but the European race now, um, while Pat's registered a good win last night, I think Derry winning in Sligo on Saturday is pr- you know that will turn out to be the, the crucial point. But we are going to let Sean go because we're going to do a bit of a transfer here, and we're going to hear from. Stephen O'Donnell after the Derry St. Pat's game in the brand new because you had your little voyage up to Derry last night. I so. did. Thanks very much for coming Thanks in. Thanks for coming well. in, Sean. Yeah. And here is Stephen O'Donnell after the 3-1 win over Derry. Uh, Stephen, uh, an amazing game tonight. Obviously, you were 1-0 down. I suppose the, the hard thing about it is it's all out of your hands in terms of getting into Europe. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, a good win tonight, but I suppose bad enough having to play three games in the last week uh, from a scheduling point of view but now you're going to have a case where Finn Harps probably going to rest all their players playing Derry on Friday um, with the playoff game on Monday through no fault of their own resting players but you know surely a playoff game shouldn't be on a Monday after the end of a season game on a Friday so you know it, 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 it's a little bit unfair you know in that regard but you know it is what it is we'll just go to Dundalk and do our best I guess it's quite frustrating for you in that like you, you've struggled for goals and tonight and uh, maybe a half an hour spell you look like you could score for free. Yeah, exactly. I thought we, we went behind against the run of play. I thought we were the better team. Um, but as you said, the changes, um, the boys that came on done, done excellent. Uh, Jake and James both combined for both goals. Um, some great play, so you know all credit to them. It's not easy, as I said to them in there, it's not easy being a sub or not playing, you know, but you got to have the right attitude. That's what make successful teams the right attitude and be ready to come on and make an impact and they were 
Uh, what are you learning from your experience so far? Because um, I guess the games you <coughs> were expected to win, you know, against Watford, UCD, um, didn't work out, and you went away to Rovers, got nil all drawn tonight. You more or less dominated Derry City. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Look, you got to treat every game on its merits. There's no turn up job, and you just go and win the game. So we UCD, we should have won the game. Didn't play well enough against Waterford, but apart from that, I've been happy enough with the performances, and um, you know, I was happy with us against Bowes on Friday game we should have won and I was happy with us tonight even though we went 1-0 down we were the better team and um, you know I'd say over the course of it over the course of the previous games we got what we deserved tonight when maybe we didn't on other nights The narrative tonight as well would involve Chris Forrester who I thought was absolutely excellent just wanted the ball and he looks like a, I guess the player that people would be accustomed to back in the day Yeah look Chris like everyone knows the ability Chris has he just needs to enjoy his football um, I'm thinking he is enjoying his football and I want people from around Dublin, if they're not up to anything good on a Friday night, or people, when he goes away from home, I want people to turn up to see Chris Forrester because he has that capability. you got to remember, this is a player that went to England and in no shape or form did he fail in England. Cause when as went, you said as well, like he played in Stamford Bridge. And yes, well, like. he went to England and was captain at Peterborough after six months by being the best, one of the best players in League One. So um, not many people in this country have that ability and uh, as I said I want people turning over to, uh, turning up as neutrals to go and watch Chris Forrester because that's the ability he has Without overplaying it um, you did look pretty good tonight No we've done alright we've done alright um, again it's tricky on Derry they had a quick turnaround from Saturday to Tuesday these quick turnarounds you know you, you can sort of it's very hard to bring your A game every night but uh, I just wanted a, I wanted a continuation of what we showed on Friday against Bowes and I got that in the main. We started a bit flat first 10 or 15 minutes. There's a strong win there. So uh, we were happy enough coming in at half time at 0 0. And we were on the front foot, started the second half, went behind. But more than anything, I was happy with the way we responded after going a goal down. It would have been easy for us, as you said, struggling to score goals throughout the season to, you know, to put the heads down and say it's going to be one of those nights. But, uh, you know, in the end, I think we ran out deserved winners. Um, it must be a little bit frustrating as well in terms of Europe, but like financially, what does that mean for your, I suppose, your budget next season? No, I don't think it's going to impact it on it, on it loads. Look, people would have different opinions. People would say you're coming in with seven games to go to go and get Europe, but you know, I wasn't I wasn't hired on it for a seven game period. I was hired for hopefully the long term with St Pat's, and I was I needed to see every player, you know, to make sure what I was dealing with and the only way you sort of see players properly is on a Friday night so that was in my mind when I took the job that I need to see everyone I need to be thorough and then uh, going forward you know I want St. Pass to be in better shape next year and um, if they qualified for Europe that was obviously a huge bonus we were going out to try and win every game but in my mind for the long term it was more, more important to see each individual Are they a good bunch of lads? Good bunch of lads yeah it's very rarely in Ireland you go into a, a, a bad bunch of lads you know good bunch of lads um, their, their work rate and application has been very good so uh, enjoying it and they're good to work with Are you wearing you now sound like a Paul Cook with the Galway accent? I know I know I need to start I need to start shouting from my stomach more I'll be all um, you know so it's all coming from the throat so you have Padge as well in your backroom team and how, yeah. is, it, how is it working out for yeah, him? Yeah, enjoying like? it, you know. Um, look, the, the sacrifices he's made to come over in, in the space of four or five days. Uh, had a feel, life in Scotland. Like. Had a life playing playing in, in League One in Scotland. Had a, had a fiancé in Scotland and a, living in Scotland, you know, and within the space of four or five days he's come over. So they're the type of, they're the type of people I want. And, you know, myself and Padge are, are more like sort of peers. Like there's no sort of... Manager, assistant manager. Um, we've we've known each other and we've lived with each other since we were fifteen, and we've known each other and been good friends since we were thirteen. So, you know, as a man, I can I can trust implicitly. So, they're the men I want around. Just just a broader point tonight. The Brandywell on a Tuesday night, and you're trying to imagine this place with an All Ireland League and Linfield and Glentoran coming here. Like, the place was rocking early on. It's like the potential of this league. Yeah, look, go I'm not I'm not in a position to know the intricacies of it, but. It's an absolute no-brainer, you know, if you had an All-Ireland League. All of a sudden, football in this country becomes an industry, a proper industry. And has been an industry league. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like from a football point of view and from people involved in it as managers, players and that, it's an absolute no-brainer and hopefully something can happen. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Okay, so now we're back. Um, we have had a bit of a substitution in the studio. We should mention before, there's actually a couple of interesting things on what Stevie said there, by the way. Uh, I think it's a very valid point about 
this unusual situation that Finn Harps, their important game is on Monday this week and on Friday they're not in a position to probably put out a strong team against Derry. It's not great now. I understand why it happens. Everyone wants a shorter league. Well, clubs want a shorter league season, but I think the situation where you... I mean, in every scenario, let's just say Finn Harps, and Limerick had this a couple of years ago where you have the exhilaration of maybe staying up in the final day and they have to get up for a playoff in three days' time. Yeah. And Drawd have had a long break before they've played Cabin Teeley and um, there, there are reasons why it happens, but I think it's a valid thing to point out as well. Um, and actually on that first division theme we should mention the first division team of the year as well because we re- referred, referred to it early on controversial but, stuff well the surprising thing about this is that there is one two three four five Longford players in the team do you want to call it out there John yeah so Lee Stacey in goal was one of them two other defenders uh, Anthony Breslin and three of the defenders rather Connor Ken and Shane Elwardy along with Luke Byrne um, Ryan Brennan and Sean Brennan the brothers from Shells and Drogheda respectively in the midfield alongside Dylan McGlade and another 4-3-3 Dean Byrne of Longford Chris Lyons and the top scorer Rob Manley and the player of the year candidates if I'm not mistaken is at the front three is it Dean Byrne Longford Chris Lyons Drogheda and Rob Manley Cabin Teeley and you, this has gone down very well, uh, Stephen, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it, didn't, it was, it's surprising, I think, first of all, people are confused who actually votes for this, uh, and I think a number of Shells fans had vented their anger that only two players haven't won the league, gotten team of the year, and no players in uh, in for player of the year, but again, it was decided by the players, so um, so that that's what that's what they, they came up with. I will say on the uh, the one that we take satisfaction out of is Rob Manley, the centre forward, who, who was on our training camp at the end of the season, who hadn't got a club came up and played a, a game against Usher Celtic uh, uh, scored in the game New Rally Town offered him a contract after he turned it down and signed for Capitilio and has ended up now in, in for player I met, year, I met a, great. I met a guy um, th- this is kind of weird now so we were short of player for Astro one night and I went on Twitter and this lad who's from Donegal signed up but he's played the game ever since and he's he, to- he, he works in TV but he's putting together a documentary on that's game and that training camp and that part of the season yeah. um, which will be a really really good show I think because yeah, it's, uh, it's people on the edge of yeah. of, of the professional game Like that's it. I've met him he's been in the office yeah. and we start working together we're, we're actually the training camp this year we're going to run two we're going to run one in, in Sligo and we're going to run one in Dublin we'll announce uh, over the next week or so he's a uh, lovely footballer by the way I should mention is he, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to announce Great. a manager we're, we're looking there's there's people as uh, people will be aware there's some people returning from football so you may see one or two of these being involved in the training camp this year and uh, and we look forward to it I think it's an important part of the service that we provide and the documentary I think will be will be mm. great and that's what we look so forward to Stephen just to, and briefly because there is a big meeting on tomorrow to do with the all Ireland League and Kieran Lucid's meeting and, and Stephen O'Donnell referenced it in the piece there that he's quite enthusiastic about the idea I mean have you got a sense of how your members might mm. feel about it how do you feel about it as yeah. a, an association I, I, I suppose I've been around again to all the dressing rooms we've we've been around to dressing rooms twice since um, since Lucid's plan has come out and the general feeling from the players not the younger ones because it's new to them sort of the concept of no the guys I appreciate who, that yeah, yeah the guys who, who've sort of been around a little bit Feel feel the league needs a change. It needs something different to happen if we're going to if we're going to move it forward. Uh, I think the recent plan, the three tier one, uh, went down okay. But I think the all Ireland league is something that the players uh, believe will be a positive. Um, whether it can happen in such a short period, which has been said within a year, probably not. You would think that we would build towards a Champions League type of a cross border tournament to feel your way into it. But for sure, the players, um, I think the players looking to go and play against a Linfield or a Portadown or a Cliftonville or a Glentorn is something that excites them. Like, Why even, wouldn't it? Even if you look, watch Glentorn and Larn on Friday, in which Patrick McLean got um, an unbelievable oh, winner. Kick us, like, Lar- I'd never seen Larn's ground before. It's a lovely little ground. All the grounds up there are reasonable Dude, standard. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, you did see the comments on, I think I was on Twitter from Jared. Lawler from Cliftonville um, speaking about well, no, our league's progressing as in the Northern Irish League is, mm. is progressing maybe we should we should get a couple of southern teams into the NIA, into, our, into the NIFL oh, right? like you know th- th- this opposition up this opposition up north it's a real thing Absolutely, it does yeah. exist and it's um, it's I, money Dan the money has to they, they have to believe the money is but there. also I mean they've had a reasonable year in Europe and now mm. I think that they think that they have everything is pushing in the right direction. I think there might be a small bit of delusion I agree. Uh, in, mm. in place there with that. Very interesting um, today, though, I, I read, um, there's a, a proposal which seems like it actually might happen that they're going to merge the Belgian and Dutch league. 
Yeah. Now, if if the, the timing of that, like, it's almost like it was deliberately put out there, but I think that's actually very helpful in terms of uh, precedent, which could well happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Belgian and Dutch league are involved in a conspiracy to get <laughs> the All Ireland League to happen. Just you know, just, but, yeah. but I think that, that that people who've been involved in this process are aware that there might be. I think there's there's also been a rumored one. Um, maybe in the Balkan region as well, that I think that the smaller leagues around Europe are looking at where things are going with the Champions League and eventually will the Champions League become more of a thing and how are the smaller leagues going to reform? So that's why like this is timely. Um, now we're going to move on, we're going to, move on to, to our other guest here. I should mention before I forget, the best prediction for the team, they're getting two box tickets. We didn't actually put this out there as a competition. We want to make it a genuine competition you know, for genuine readers rather than people just entering for the sake of the tickets. So Rob Mooney, 17, we will be in touch on Twitter, Rob. He got 10 out of 11 for the Premier Vision team. The one he missed out on was he had Aaron Green instead of David Parkhouse. But he had... That's uh, very unlucky. Manus, Gannon, Hoare, Grace, Kavanagh, Mundrieu, Byrne, Shields, Duffy... Huben and Green. That's not a bad shout. Like I think the a, back, getting that, the back four is um, that's a tough one, uh, and and you can see where he was going with Green. I think I think that's you could see it, that would have been a, a toss up for the for the last one. He's, he's done great to get that many. Mm-hmm. Off air, you were quite sympathetic towards the man beside you because they went out again in the cup semi final stage to Rovers, which was I suppose fair enough. But it was a sad night in the McGuinness household. Yeah, people would know that my son is is a massive Bohemians fan, and and his it was birthday was the next day, so we had we had planned to bring five of, of friends um to the house um afterwards um to to uh, to celebrate his birthday um i'd brought them to the game and was taking them back to the house unfortunately that their mums had to come at 11 o'clock to collect some of them because they were still in tears after the game having lost but it shows i suppose the passion that there is for the uh, for the game and, and it's great to see it they were hugely disappointed but sure, look uh, that's two years in a row now that bows have been beating the semis but i think i was trying to say to my son and anybody who supports a team that you support through thick and thin and you really appreciate the days when they do get to the fun that was a frustrating night in an otherwise amazing season for the big man. Yeah, definitely. We were all absolutely good after the game. And especially myself getting um, red cards. It wasn't ideal. So, yeah, it was yeah. good. It was good. What a season you've had, though. Um, has it... Can we introduce, you t- introduce him, John? Yeah, yeah, I think people can gather. It's, it's, uh, you're actually known as Dano, are you? Dan O'Mandrew yeah. sounds like kind of a cross between like a Romanian and an Irish name. Dan O'Mandrew. Like. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll call you Dan. Call me whatever you want. There we are. Well, actually, I asked I asked uh, Dano, Dan. as we're saying now, off here, what he prefers. But I wanted to get up to this piece that David Snade did a piece a couple of weeks ago in The Independent. It was an excellent piece. It was with your mother. And it was an interview with, with, uh, with Sarah. And her actual quote was, she was just speaking about the moment that every uh, parent who sees a son going to play football in England faces. And there was a quote, I knew in my heart and soul, as his mother, that he wasn't ready. This is about going to Brighton. But he was adamant when I said to him that I felt he wasn't ready. No, no, no. I'm ready. I'm ready. He kept telling me Dano was so determined. So that is... There you go. There is the official term. But obviously... We, this interview is over. We don't need any more. But that was a, that was a lovely piece, by yeah, the way. It was. Um, I read that. Was and, and just speaking about... Like, I know the Rovers... And as ever, your mother was right. Yes, but she probably was right. Do you then. accept that now? I mean, it's a difficult one to accept because I can sure you were so... Mad to go when the time came up. But. Yeah, everyone's mad to go when they're that age. Everyone wants to go to England, so I was I was definitely mad to go. And listen, it didn't work out when I'm. This is where I'm. Well, this is where I'm at now. So we'll see. Early days for it's you. Still though. early days. You know, yeah. why, only, did, why did why not work out? Um, just a number of things. Living away from home, away from your family and friends, and just it just gets all on top of you at some stage. And I just had a, had enough, and I just. Came home, made that decision myself. How does it feel? I mean, you look at Aaron Connolly now breaking through at Brighton. I'm guessing he was, you would have spent a certain amount of time with Aaron, would you? I mean, yeah. You, I, was, I think he was, was putting an Instagram story about you actually the other yeah, day. Yeah, we are so. very close over there. We still are very close. I'm delighted for him. And I, I knew he was going to be playing in the Premier League one day. So, yeah, he's a top player. What, what has this year done for you? And people, I know it's hard sometimes like to put it into words. It's, it might only be in a couple of years' time that you'll fully be able to, to grasp it. But, I read a great piece at the start of the year about, I think it was the, the Kevin's lads, and it was another David Snade piece actually about, it was the Foria, it was yourself, was it Luke Waits later, Dara, uh, and, Robbie, Dara yeah. and Robbie McCourt, and you all spoke about your experiences of being away and you know coming home, and like, just even now to be spoken about, we were having a chat there when you were listening about your goals, and 
you know, your family are seeing you on TV and like, what has it done for your sort of belief and your confidence? Because it must have been low when you came back, no matter what front you put on it. But it must be great now to have people talking about you again, your football skills again and all yeah, that. Yeah, it was definitely low and coming into a team like Bowes, it, it, like the players around you, it just it helped me a lot. Like having the likes of Derek and Booker and Wardy, all them behind you and telling you how, how good of a player you actually are and you can go back across the water like that. Gave me a, a confident booster, but I'm I'm always confident in myself to to know how good I am and how I can go back. So mm. yeah, is that very much your focus now? I mean, I know you've 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 agreed another year at Bowes, but are you sort of I don't know seeing seeing where, where where things take you. I guess yeah, I'm I still have another year at Bowes, and I'm I'm looking forward to next year. Like we're in Europe now, so we're all looking forward to that as well. And. Yeah, we'll we'll see how next year goes. The under twenty one involvement is that something as well that's been a particular boost as well. I mean, you're involved. Everyone's very excited about this under twenty one side, and you're a part of it, so that must be yeah. something that's you know really sweet. Definitely to be in with players that I'm in with as well. They're all they're all top class players. See the clubs that with some are playing the Premier League and all the young players coming in as well. Like it's unbelievable, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did you see the some of his cameo against Sweden in the first half? There was some. Amazing touches yeah. from you there. Yeah, listen. <laughs> what, what, what can he say? Johnny, <laughs> Johnny would, you, would you stop trying to flatter him? Like, this, nah, is, this is like you need to control yourself here. What, 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 Stephen Kenny, like, what, what has he said to you? Because he's known as a manager who probably encourages creative players because some of those little tricks and skills, I'm sure there would be a certain type of managers that would have a, you know, would, would encourage you to rein it in a bit at times as well. Or what's Stephen been like with you? Stephen's great to play on that. Um, yeah, he just he's very encouraging to the to the front three and the like the attack of midfield players just to to get on the ball and do our stuff and create make things happen. So that's why I love playing on the Stephen. What what what? How good is this under twenty one squad? Like and and particularly the front players. Yeah, it's listen. You've you've all seen it. It's like the training, like some of the things that people do in training is unbelievable, and they're taking that into the games. So yeah, I, I love playing with all of them. So. It must be it must be some experience just to be on like to be playing with Parrot and obviously um Connolly and so on. Yeah, it's good. Like they're still young young lads and it's good watching them like just doing what they're doing at the clubs. Like Troy's got four goals yesterday. Yeah. Like mm. it's unbelievable. Like he's still only seventeen. He's he's a, he's top class and what's he like as a bloke? Ah, he's 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 down to earth, like he's he's doesn't have a big head around his he's he walks he's at after training, he's taking his free kicks. He's taking his penalties. Like it's it's good to see. How far can he go? All the way. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean this in a nice possible way to Danny. I don't think he's necessarily suited to England. I think like Danny's a technical player who. Could, Dano, Dano, Dano. Sorry, I I should stand correct on that. <laughs> we we mentioned the the Dutch league. So Jack Byrne played in the Dutch league, for example. Mm. I I to me our yeah. our cultural ties to Britain are what they are, yeah. and they've been in the news a bit of late. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, I know. I agree on that. I, I I think it's important, and I've seen him. I've seen probably every game he's played this year, um, just because because my lad and his support of Bohemians. But I, I I think Danny made a good point earlier. I, I think he has to concentrate on the Bohemian side of things. I think that it's this is why our league is so vital. Is the players of his quality that come back to it and have an opportunity to bounce to to have. A, a career whether it's back abroad or whatever it is but it's important that we have a good league if we don't have a good league Danny Mandrew doesn't come back to it and can't fluster and can't, can't yeah, build well, in it but that comes to the coaches as well so you can't underestimate Keith Long and Trevor Crowley the work that they've, done with, that they've done with him now there's like every player there's parts of Danny's game that he has to get better on like every player so uh, offensively as you, you mentioned it earlier offensively superb there's parts of the game that every player has to improve in but it, but Danny ha- has been has been superb this year in a really good team and t- t- players around him and young players around him and he's him. playing in Europe next season yeah, but, I, the, yeah. but the young players are looking up to him now and he, yeah he's still only in his <laughs> early 20s you know yeah. and so when you have the likes of t- uh, Tierney coming through they're looking to him now and he's in the under 21 squad that's where they want to get to yeah I, I, like, I'm not saying that English te- English club teams play bad football by any means, but if mm. you look at Jack when Jack was at Oldham, right, just the situation he was in where you're at a club that you're going to play a certain way and you see when Graham Burke goes over to Preston, basically he can't he can't just get in the team because of systems. It's not like Graham Burke isn't good enough. Danny and Jack Byrne came back to Ireland. One, they come, they come back to their mothers, literally. Yeah. And secondly, they're given the licence by the managers to actually kind of do what they want to a degree. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that, that financially... Uh, whether we like it or not, we don't have a league that can keep 
Jack Bourne and Danny Mandra win it. That's, a, that's the reality of it, okay? We, we can change it. But what we can make sure is that when they are in the league, that we have the structures to enable them to, to fulfil their potential and to be another 21 international and to be a full international player. Mm. Now, the, the stats we saw earlier, nine out of the last 11 have, have gone abroad who have won the Young Player of the Year. So whoever wins this year's Young Player of the Year, we will probably lose them. That's just the reality of it. But we have to have a league that allows the likes of Danny to come back and to fluster it and, and to flourish. flourish. The other side of it is... is should should we have had a league at the time when he was gone that he didn't have to go? And this is what we really need to get An to. industry. Like his mum said it, he shouldn't have gone. He probably looked <clears> back, no, he shouldn't have gone. It's a pity we don't have a league here that he can stay here and doesn't have to go abroad. That they go when he's ready now, or a year's time when he's ready to go. But instead he had to, and he believed that the only way he was going to be a professional footballer was he had to go to England. Now we need to change that mentality. Absolutely. It's very hard to change that. And I think I mean I think that you're possibly in danger of generalising a small bit in terms of, of the English Environment. I mean, there are some yeah. teams in the lower leagues that play very good football. I'm it's, not saying he, he, no, he no, could be playing exa- at a higher exactly. level. Even, but no, no, but there yeah. are some teams who do, like Preston, play in a particular way. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's difficult. Like you know, like the financial factor that Stephen mentions is yes. huge. And I mean, it's a high the, level. The, but it's, it's, a, it's a high level. But also, there is more money available in the third tier in England than there would be in the top tier in Holland. Realistically, you know, outside mm. a handful of clubs. So, like, I think we we have an ide- idealistic view sometimes of what players should do. But players have short careers, you know, Absolutely. and like, you know, I think, yes, you would like to think that players sit back and take a, a wide approach, but it's, it's in reality, it's not always, it's not always going to be that way, you know, but like, I mean, <laughs> there was nothing going to stop you when you were a kid, Dan, from going away, was there? I mean, once you had the, the opportunity to go, you, you probably just had it in your head, you, you would if you'd stayed at if you'd stayed back. Like you probably would have been looking at guys who went and gone. Yeah, why not me? You know? I'm. I was fifteen. Like I, I didn't know what I was. I didn't know what to say. I was. I said, yeah, let's do this. I'll just give it a go. See how it goes. Listen, mm-hmm. I had unbelievable times at Brighton, and yeah, everyone has their the down times, their good times. I just had more down times than I did good times over there. So, mm. what's Chris shooting like? Because he comes across as one of the the true gents of the game. Yeah. He was definitely a gent. He was good with me. Like when I got injured, he brought me up to his office, say we'll, we'll look after you and all that. Yeah, he was he was good to be around. What do you need to improve on in your game? Um, definitely defensive work. Just who, who needs not that? tackling, not none of that. Just just game awareness, like where to be, like and all. Just defensively. Yeah. Mm. Have, have the other players been on to you about that? I mean, is that something yeah. that like I can imagine Pender and a couple? <laughs> of them. Not Pender, it's uh, Bucko. Yeah. Really. Never out my ear. Yeah. Never out my ear. And is that but something... But it's good. It's, you need that, so... It's good to have the, the likes of that behind you. Because it's, it's sports you want to do to do well, not just offensively, but defensively as well. Like, even the little instances, like... I mean, that red card must have been really tough to take, but now that you're a bit on, like, can you can you learn something from those experiences? As much as, like, at the time, I'm sure you're, you know, you're pissed off or whatever, but can you take something from that experience now and, and try and make it a positive down the line? Yeah, but this is that's football. You you have to tackle like. Obviously, I didn't mean to go over the ball, but it just happened. Just happened. I did, mm. and I got sent off. So it looked worse than it was, kind of. I thought it did. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Let's talk about uh, your goals and your show reels. So your favorite five goals this season. Five. <laughs> John, we we are running out a bit of time here. Literally, let's can already think no, of as you say Pats, let's go Rovers, for, let's go Shells, for, let's go for UCD. his top two. Let's go for his top two. Top two, because I think we all know what one of them is going to right. be. I, 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 I'm 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 banking on this that it has to be UCD and Rovers in whatever order. Now the second one, oh, the second one was um, say Pats, the free kick. Yeah, because we were one 0 down and we needed like this. Yeah, we need I we needed to get something out of the game, and we 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 end up drawing the game so. I sit with Stephen Kenny when the free kick was getting lined up and he said to me he's going to stick that in the top corner he called it from, he just knew he said from that range I've watched him at training at 21 he said he's going to stick and I turned to Stephen he's stuck in the top corner I said yeah obviously know your players let's give him free nice. reign to talk about the goal in Daily Mount how did it happen um, as Stephen said um, I'm going to say it sat up nicely <laughs> on a little half volley and I, I a said, little half volley a little half volley you and were was, 35 yards out <laughs> in your bad foot like. and it was I thought they just scored the goal to equalise and then we just scored again so it was a, it was a good time to get a goal. Ah, come on, Danny. 
Like that's the, that's the blandest <laughs> description of that goal ever. Like. He's only learning the interview circuit, John. Like you know, you what, like, what, what, what do you want me to say? Give it five, six years, he'll be given the full like the full rundown. Give, what, what would Aaron Connolly say if he scored that goal? <laughs> he'd say the same thing as me. Would he? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Yeah, listen, it's it was the celebration as well. Like you're just kind of well, it's like like it scored in training or something. <laughs> I don't really celebrate to be honest. I'm not really a celebrator. But yeah, it was, the atmosphere of that game and after was just it's the best it's the best, probably the best feel of Adam football today, mm. yeah. That's what the league can provide Dan those, for all our problems. Those Friday nights and bows, I mean, is it just like has that been good for you? I, I mean, are your friends from sort of home or whatever going down to going down to watch you? Sometimes, yeah, they don't get it down down enough. They only live five minutes down the road, so <laughs> typical uh, Ireland. Typical Ireland, yeah. Yeah, their Friday nights are yeah, they're unbelievable, yeah. Especially when you get the win. You get when you get a loss, it's not very nice. But when you get the win, it's yeah. It made it's the e- it made the ESPN top ten plays of the day or something. Plays, right, yeah, Danny yeah. Mandrill. <laughs> I think yeah. it was actually something like that. Yeah, yeah. did yeah, you, that, you got yeah. your name wrong? How yeah. do you actually pronounce your surname? Mandrill. Mandrill. That's a proper Mandrayu, Romanian yeah. uh, coming out there. And the boy um, Tierney's a Ballymun lad as well, isn't yeah, he? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Tierney's doing very well at the moment. He's still very young, only eighteen, and he's came in and just. He's been unbelievable. Hardy little lad. Yeah, yeah, very hardy. He looks very skinny, but he's he's a strong little young fella. Yeah, strong mm. little young fella. I mean, Bowes are playing at the moment against Pauk and Greece, so maybe touch on it next week. But I mean, that's a talented under, even that Bowes under 19 team as well. You know, yeah. there's, some, there's some good players there. Mm. I mean, the Kevin's link is obviously massive. I mean, Kevin's would have been a big part in, you know, a lot of young footballers in Dublin's lives, but that link seems to be working as well, doesn't it? Yeah, you know? it is definitely. Like, there's loads of young, young. On the under night, they little Dawson Devoy, he's a very good player. Mm. He's a very technical player. He's, he's, I say he'll be away soon as well. Mm. Yeah, there's a few coming through. Got to mention Go United under 19s because they're playing in the cup final against Watford, and victory will mean they'll be in Europe, um, which will be Go United's oh first time. Yeah, yeah. So we, we had an hour without a Galway reference, but we got there in the end. It was, it was <laughs> Don't have much to celebrate, Dan. To be <laughs> that fair, like, that, was, that was good to get one in all celebrating the, all the being same. in it. But in fairness, like great work being done by Nigel Keating and the lads. So there's actually, I think the games in Galway next Monday. It's going to be a huge crowd down there, and uh, well, going to bring out a match program for it and all, Dan. Oh, that's a special that's occasion. Um, I'd uh, I'd love to see them in Europe, but um, yeah. So some very good players in the in the 19s, obviously. You're still um, not happy with his, the way he he talked about his goal now, still. You're not nah, like it, it deserved. Actually, you know, screw that. Like the goal itself is is enough words. Stephen, can you not just give him some media yeah. training now and get him yeah. to, to ham up this stuff? And that's it's a bit like uh, Chris Shields <laughs> they, or Sean Gallon earlier, where what's great about our players is they play themselves down. It's it's just the way they are. It's it's uh, and Danny's like that. And it's, I think something what they don't see with the likes of Danny and other is with the younger supporters after the game. They spend a huge amount of time signing autographs, getting into pictures. And that's something you don't see in the Premier League in England. There's a direct connection between our players and and the fans, and and you can't underestimate uh, how important that is to, to young players. That Danny Mandrew is somebody that you'll meet on the street. Like absolutely, I'm trying to look up um, just how many hits he has on YouTube, but it's a little bit disappointing. You put in Danny M A N, and he's second to Danny Mangan, whoever the hell he is. <laughs> um, then you have Danny Man, voice actor, and Danny Mangaroo, which could be a nickname for you. Let's, let's look up Danny Mandrew. Um, uh, oh yeah, we have to actually mention as well being in team of the year. I'm not even sure this is on YouTube, is it? Uh, uh, it's probably been taken down for rights for reasons. For rights reasons. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, no. Um, so, yeah, the, t- the team of the year is actually that's a nice one to be in as well. Uh, I'm guessing the fact that other players have voted for you as well. Yeah, definitely. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice to have other players think that you've done well this season and they've put you in there with like this is my fourth season here, so it's nice. And everyone else in that team has been here for several years, so. It's nice to be in that mix, yeah. Did you vote for many of the other, many of the other players that are in the eleven? Was that sort of on on, on the lines of what you went for? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We were talking about it on the way in. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. And obviously, don't like to divulge because no, I don't think that's that's right as well. Players divulge who they vote for, but I, we did know actually that in the Bowers and in the Rovers restroom that they were voting for each other. There's none of that that, that goes mm. on. The best players that are voted the best. And just a note as well, the young player of the year is the greatest amount of votes that that anybody gets because it's the one area that both. Uh, Fourth Division and Premier Division players vote for that. So yeah. where everything else is individual, that's the only one that's so it actually has the most amount of votes. I just looking back on it, it was a decent goal to be fair. <laughs> Around three hundred thousand hits on Twitter. That, that's even yeah, I'd say there's even more than and that. That's though, just John. one clip. That's just one in. clip. So, so yeah, many million Dan and, and ESPN play of the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay. I, yeah, I, I think we're nearing, we the, we're nearing this, the end in every sense. This, this Friday's fixtures, we've got Bow, Bows against Sligo. That game could sell out, but it looks for they've sold out to Jody Stand. And, um, are, you, are you back for Friday? Are you, back for you're Friday, available. Yeah. That's in right. the team? We'll see. We'll see. Oh, there you we'll are. See. He's, he's um, improving at this meeting. <laughs> 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 so we've got Bow Sligo on Friday. Um, Derry City, Finn Harps, as mentioned. I saw someone refer to it as Derry City v Finn Harps under 19s, and it's possible that would be the case. You'd imagine Derry will get the job done. Dundalk against St. Pat's is a, a trophy lift. And I know that's Pat's kind of a dead rubber in a way, but I, like, I actually think that'll be a very. Forrester being back is great. I mean, I say being back. I mean, he, he was never away, but. He, he was away in a way. way in the, I can't stress. Sense. I don't know if you saw the game Friday now. I did. Yeah, I can't stress how good he was last night and how much he looked like the Chris Forrester that went was, to Peterborough. It was good to see him back. I mean, um, it's really, really good to see him I got to give um, Stephen O'Donnell some credit there because he has gotten into his head somewhat or he's done something because he wasn't performing this season for whatever reason. Yeah, well, no, listen, that's, I mean, he's on a three-year deal there, so, I mean, they had to get things right with Chris anyway, mm. but the fact that they have, it's like, it is a cliche, yeah. but it's like a new signing, really, in a way. The um, boy, Lee Desmond, who was on the show recently, came up after the game, absolutely buzzing, and I should mention him as well. I, I thought Pats were, re, in terms of next season and the, the push to, I don't know where they're going to be, but there are some good teams coming up next season, and Pats, Pats will be good, I think. We're, we're going we're gonna to soon start mentioning everyone else that Johnny met in Derry. Uh, Shamrock Rovers and Cork. No, no. <laughs> Rovers and Cork um, on Friday. Waterford against UCD and then we have drawn a cabin TD. And by the time we do the next show, we will have had, um, we will know whether draw or cabin TD are true and they will have played the first leg against Finn Harps. So, I think I think we're done, John. I want to I want to ask the, the boy Dano one, one more question. One more question. Who's your favourite other player in the league? Not a both. Jack one. I knew he'd say that. I yeah. shouldn't anyway it's just important to note as well the awards is the ninth, and Johnny will be hopefully you will be there this year yeah Johnny whole, Johnny, during, night, Johnny during that can, can we discuss Johnny's <laughs> episode 37 <laughs> Johnny's disappearing after yeah, showing last, last year last year was a shambles I have a point to prove like the boy Dano after his suspension he <laughs> went missing he did not um, present the young player of the year award because yeah. he, he was said one man who doesn't go missing in games <laughs> uh, thanks for coming in though Dano no problem top man um, thanks Stephen last, no last chance this season to see the boy in action on Friday nights uh, last round of games and will you be well there? there's 21's a game next month as well against Sweden and that's true he's in a yeah. And squad will we'll be there. Um, again, we look forward to to seeing him and and uh, and finishing off what's been a great season for for the league. I think in general, I think it's been a very very good year. Um, we look forward to hopefully a good cup final and a good awards dinner. And we've put a huge amount of effort in. And just to note as well, thanks to the air sport, Simone and, and Ali and I'm in our office. The amount of work that's been put in for the night. And I'd like to thank the people that are here today for for helping us as well and producing that. You sound like Aidan O'Brien there after winning the race, <laughs> thanking yeah. everyone in the bloody stable. <laughs> but uh, thanks to you for listening. But there are limits to your life